Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. I'm Bo Matthews, Mark Cox. There's Carl Middleman, our executive producer. <laughs> and uh, it has been a uh, it has been a crazy week again. And uh, talking about the shooting at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, uh, scary times. Uh, and that's why we always go to an expert. And on the Missouri Brush Control guest line, uh, coming back to the show, Sergeant Betsy Brantner Smith. Uh, she's retired. She's spokesperson for the National Police Association, a nonprofit that uh, supports law enforcement officers across the U.S. And uh, she goes way back, began her, her police dispatcher career at 17 and held positions in patrol, investigations, narcotics, juveniles. She's legit. She is a boss. She is Sergeant Betsy Brantner Smith. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio, ma'am. How are you? Hey, good morning. And thanks so much for having me to talk about this, this horrific situation at UNLV. Uh, I'll tell you, the one thing that I noticed in the press conferences is, you know, not many people are going to brag about or show their their pride in the law enforcement. But the sheriff did. And the uh, I think it was the governor that was also at that uh, press conference. Everybody was just uh, raving about uh, how law enforcement acted and, and reacted to the situation. Did you notice that as well? Yeah, I absolutely did. You know, the the two uh, police detectives engaged the shooter, 67-year-old Anthony Polito, uh, who is allegedly a career college professor. That's a whole other discussion. But um, they immediately ran toward the shots, engaged him, and eliminated him. So, you know, once again, good guys with a gun stop the bad guys with the gun. But I just have to tell you this, as I was, I was flipping around channels, watching the different news feeds and, uh, and there were some really ridiculous anti-law enforcement sentiment by some of these infantilized students at the UNLV. And, uh, and in fact, I called on the UNLV today on X to uh, perhaps teach their students some respect and help them grow up a little bit. Yeah. What, what were the comments? I didn't see that. Well, on Fox News, they interviewed a witness who immediately talked about how triggered he was that the police officers were shouting at the students. They were raising their voices. Now, understand what law enforcement had to do was go in and they had to clear 
the business building and the student union and other buildings around there room by room by room. This is a huge campus. It's close to the airport. And, uh, and you know, they, they uh, did such a great job of, you know, they stopped all the flights at the airport, um, gave a good, you know, stop, not a shelter. They gave a shelter in place, but they also said, you know, stop, hide, fight. You know, they, they encourage students if they have to, uh, you know, to, uh, I'm sorry, run, fight, hide, uh, run, hide, fight. Um, there were other students that as the police were bringing them out of rooms, they were videotaping myself, uh, themselves saying, oh, shoot me, shoot me, and piggy, piggy, oink, oink. Um, oh it was, uh, you know, but I will say that the sheriff, the, the governor, other political leadership, the university leadership um, were absolutely glowing in their praise for law enforcement. And, uh, and this is a police department um, that, you know, knows what they're doing. They've dealt with this kind of uh, um, situation before, obviously, multiple times. And uh, I've trained there a lot. My husband and I have tra- been training there for 20-some years. And, uh, and these are great cops, and they showed us yesterday yeah. what fine law enforcement professionals but, 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 they plus, really are. Plus, you know, I'm sorry for these snowflakes who got triggered because they were being yelled at, but when an officer goes into a situation like that, Sergeant, they, they don't know for sure who the bad guy is or if the bad guy had any accomplices. You, you're, you're trying to clear the scene and evaluate threats at the same time, right? Yeah. Remember, we're at a, a stage right now where one of the biggest things we're thinking about is terrorism. So here we have a college campus. They've already engaged one shooter, 67-year-old guy. We have got to find out, are there explosives? Are there uh, other bad guys? Are there booby traps, you know, additional weapons, things like that? There's so much for law enforcement to have to do, and we've got to do it calmly and methodically but quickly, and you're dealing with, you know, panicked people who really don't know what's going on, and you don't know who are the good guys and who are the bad guys. So in these types of situations, you've got to, you know, get people out, search their backpacks, have their hands up, things like that. Sergeant uh, Smith is our guest uh, on this uh, subject, and I I think uh, two observations. Number one, those that are listening to this program right now, need to be listening as a lesson uh, as to what to do in a situation when law enforcement shows up to a situation. So pay attention to what she is saying because uh, she is she is the trainer. She is the one that works with law enforcement and knows what she's talking about. I've been doing it over 20 years. Um, the, the other thing that caught me off guard when the story broke, actually, Sergeant, is the airport thing. Why Why did they shut down the airport? It, I don't know if I've heard that before in in a mass shooting type situation. The UNLV campus is um, literally a stone's throw from Harry Reid International Airport. So I think that was a very good call on the part of the sheriff. And again, what are we thinking about? What are we talking about right now? We're talking about terrorism. Yeah. And uh, and so I think that was a that was a very good move. You know, it's I was just there. I was in that airport two days ago and uh, it's a really busy airport. This is the holiday travel season. Um, but it was a it was a really good move on their part, um, you know. And and we had you know the the political political class started in on this whole situation uh, within about ten minutes, you know, calling for assault weapons bans and and things like that. Where there were some things going on in Washington D.C. 
and uh, and it, in reality, this shooter uh, had a handgun. He didn't have anything unusual. Um, he apparently applied for a job. We haven't had 100% confirmation on that, but he applied for a job there. He's a career um, uh, university professor, didn't get the job, maybe had an argument with somebody, um, but he wasn't targeting students. This was all staff uh, and other professors that he uh, targeted. Well, Sergeant, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I was going to make an observation here. As I read these initial reports on this shooting, and even up until Thursday, even they, they were none of the articles would mention what kind of gun was used. And whenever I see that in the wake of a shooting like this, what that tells me is that it wasn't an assault rifle. Because if it was, that would have been the lead story because it gives them – the, the narrative they need as they continue to push for bans on these scary black rifles. And and now we know it was a handgun. Absolutely. And unfortunately, the UNLV campus is a gun-free zone. So any of the students there um, who would have uh, wanted to exercise their Second Amendment rights and protect themselves and their friends, you know, they were unable to do so as law-abiding citizens. And that's that's one of the things around this country. When you see these gun-free zones, and this is something you guys talk about all the time, um, who do they protect? They protect the criminals. They don't, they don't protect anybody else. And I'll tell you, my kids are older, but if my kids were on a college campus right now, I'd want them on a campus like Hillsdale University or Liberty University um, where you can uh, arm yourself and train with your firearm right on campus and uh, and be able to pre- protect yourself and your friends. Yeah, I love that. It's a good point. Well, I've got a I've got a, an observation that uh, a friend of mine, his daughter's going to a very conservative college, and th- uh, this is her second year, and uh, they picked this college because it's a conservative family and they have certain thoughts. And uh, he shared a uh, Thanksgiving story when they all got together uh, that he realized that his daughter had gone woke on a major level and she's at a conservative college and she happened to have a roommate that was not so conservative but the 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 creep uh is is moving even into conservative colleges and changing young lives i mean because you know just think young people's brains are so so much like a sponge that they're just looking for information but man the the left the hard left is really going hard at anybody and everybody especially the young people and that's what's uh, slated to move up and uh, and you know be part of the culture of our, our country and politics of our country so it was actually very scary uh to to hear this conversation because he was so proud to send his daughter to this particular school and this is what's happening even there you know, today is Pearl Harbor Day, and I want everybody to think about how many heroic men were involved in Pearl Harbor Day who were under the age of 22. In other words, college-aged. And yet, at this campus yesterday, at UNLV, when this shooter started his attack, one of the things the police were concerned about was there was a student event outside of the business college um, building where students were eating fun food and playing with Legos as part of the stress reduction for finals. Let's contrast that with the young men and women who were killed, injured, or acted heroically on Pearl Harbor Day. One of the things we need to do in this nation um, is 
to go back to helping people 18 and over grow up. It, it's, it's such a good point. Uh, you mentioned the greatest generation there. I worry all the time. And you know, I've talked to people who are military veterans and retired generals, and I've asked them, what if we face that again? Do, do you worry at all in the back of your head that the that the, uh, the 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 backbone is not there in the generations we've been bringing up since? I mean, I like to believe because at every point in American history, the right person has risen to the occasion, or the American people have risen to the occasion. I I, I worry about that these days. When you've got it, when you yeah. need a safe space on campus because the person you didn't vote for got elected president, you can't deal with that little bit of stress. What would you do facing the trials and and the and the gunfire that that the greatest generation faced in World War II? I I worry about that all the time. I'll tell you what. Let me put you at ease just a little bit. My husband and I still travel this country and train law enforcement officers and the Gen Z. Uh, folks that we meet, the young police officers and police cadets that we meet around this country um, would absolutely warm your heart. And uh, they love this country. They love the profession of law enforcement. And that's what we're trying to do at the National Police Association is encourage more of those young people to come to this profession because the tide, you know, that, that pendulum is swinging back where most people appreciate their law enforcement. Most people love law enforcement. So I think we we are right to have a lot of hope in this upcoming generation, but we got to work harder. I would say I would say that's true. A lot of people do support law enforcement, but why do the anti-law enforcement uh, and the defund the police uh, people their their speaker is so much louder? And that's what that's what bugs me. I do want to point out that uh, in in one story that I saw about the shooter in Vegas. Uh, was 67-year-old career college professor. Um, how about hats off to the people that did not hire the guy? Something, <laughs> yeah. something you know, did not pass the vetting uh, situation. But then you see where we're at here after this. It's like, what is, what is going on in this world? Uh, I'm sure in days to come we'll learn more about who he was. Uh, Polito, I guess his name was. Uh, I'd love to know more about you know, his politics, I'd, I'd love to know, because it seems like so many of these mass shooters that you, you know, we hear about are from the left. They are, you know, in a situation that uh, mental illness, obviously, in this case, is real. Well, it is, you know, it's the same with the, the shooter that we just had in, in Texas in the last couple of days, you know, a, a mentally ill guy who went on a shooting rampage. Um, mental illness in this country is uh, is a horrible problem. We the CDC just announced that we had fifty thousand suicides, a record number of suicides uh, in, in a year's time, and uh, we're not getting a handle on it. And and uh, the the problem is is we have gone too far in giving the mentally ill rights, and we don't give rights to the crime victims or potential crime victims or the families of the mentally ill. We've got to go back, uh, unfortunately, but we have got to go back to being able to involuntarily commit people to mental institutions. And that means we've got to put money into those mental health institutions and we've got to start getting uh, people with mental illness some help instead of just letting them live on their on our streets and calling 911 when our mentally ill uh, relative is uh, out of control. It's that's, a problem. That's a good point. 
they're paying they're they're putting them on medications and putting them out into society and it's just it's just wrong on so many levels and this is just another example of that well sergeant uh, smith thank you so much for being accessible to us for second amendment radio on the great outdoors we appreciate uh your career your life's work you and your husband together uh be safe and uh, happy holidays thanks for joining us again thanks for having me Absolutely. Our, our pleasure. Uh, Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith there, a spokesperson for the National Police Association. And, uh, you know, the, Bo, the, here we go again. I was so glad to get her on here with that news that, that this was a handgun. I, I've not been able to find it was, it was you couldn't find that information in the mainstream media. But, you know, had it been a rifle, that would have been the lead story. Oh, just the image of it. Right. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. the person with the yeah, long yeah. gun. Uh, yeah, when when we all know that most crimes are done with handguns, and it didn't stop the president of the United States of America from coming out in the in the White House uh, this week and calling again for a ban on assault weapons. Right? I mean, I mean, he did. They don't care if if, if it fits if it fits their narrative. Uh, they think it. They, they'll try to make it fit the narrative, whether it does or not. And that's just a just a shame. Okay, well, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Always a great conversation. Uh, And uh, just one more reminder that uh, I believe at this time that you're hearing this show, we still may have a ticket or two for the uh, 12 uh, Guns of... uh, No, sorry, that was my old title. Uh, (laughs) The Year of Guns Gun Raffle. Is 12 Guns of Christmas a bad thing? No, I take 12 Guns at Christmas. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, find me on uh, on Facebook, Bo Matthews. uh, Contact me and uh, we'll get you a ticket if they're still available, that is. Sounds for the great. Police officers support Yeah, it, what, right. what a great cause, too. All right, uh, buy yourself a ticket for that. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on the next edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. See you, boys. I'm front row in Las Vegas, and there's a big one on tonight. Get more at 971talk.com. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 